You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. Hey there, and welcome back to session two of How to Be Spiritual. I remember when I was a kid, there was a tree in my front yard that must have early in its life bent sideways because it grew up at about a 45 degree angle. And I'll never forget the day when I was about middle school, my mom called my brother and I out for our normal weekend chores, but she said, I want you boys today to go straighten that tree. And we tried to explain to her, mom, we don't have the power to do that. She was like, you boys get out there and put your shoulder in it. And so for about an hour, my brother and I tried to do the impossible to make straight what was deeply bent. Now, why do I mention that to you? Because last time we talked about how God wants you to experience communion with his spirit, the spirituality we long for, a power external from us that can elevate us beyond where we can go on our own. God wants that for you. He wants you to have communion with his spirit. And in Genesis, we saw that the spirit is the intimate, animating presence of God. And yet for many of us, we don't experience that. Life feels like, no, Ben, I feel bent. And as hard as I push, I can't make the bent things in me straight. And let me tell you something. There is something legitimate to that. Because if you look at Genesis chapter 3, the great tragedy of our human story is we watch our first parents break faith with God. They believe the lie that to really enjoy life, they have to break from the author of life. And when God sees that tragedy, he tells them, man, the whole world is broken because of you. And then he says something particularly damning to Adam. He says, to dust you will return, for you are dust. And you remember last time we found out that we were dust and the wind of God, the breath of God, the intimate animating presence of God. And the great tragedy of Genesis 3 is we're still dust, but the wind is gone. And you see through the rest of the Old Testament, God delivers to his people his law, his holiness on paper, and yet they demonstrably cannot do it. External laws cannot fix our internal problems. We need something else. And it's into that tragedy, that sense of loneliness and isolation in the world that God begins to whisper hope through his prophets like Isaiah and Isaiah 11, where he says one day a shoot will spring up from the stem of Jesse and a branch from his root will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The hope that is whispered through the prophets in the Old Testament is one day a boy would come from the line of David and he'll bring the spirit with him. And you see in Ezekiel as he prophesies of that day where he sees dry bones stand up and come to life, God tells him he prophesied to the wind, tell the breath to blow. And as it does, these dead humans come to life. God says, and so that way my spirit will one day blow again and my intimate animating presence will fill you. In Ezekiel 36, he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove your heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and it will move you to obey my decrees. And the Old Testament closes with that hope. One day a boy will come who will bring the wind with him. And when it comes, it will bring us back to life. The intimate animating presence of God returns. So when you get to the New Testament, John the Baptist begins to preach and prophesy and people say, man, are you the one we've been waiting for? He says, no, I'm baptizing with water. One is coming who will baptize you with the spirit. And when Jesus arrives 
at John in the baptismal waters, the heavens open and the spirit descends on Jesus Christ. The boy with the wind has come. And when Nicodemus, schooled in the law, comes to sit with Jesus and ask him essentially, what do I need to do to feel at peace with God? Jesus tells him, you must be born again. And then he says, you must be born of water and the spirit. He says, the wind blows where it wishes. Notice the imagery he uses. And you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. So is everyone who's born of the spirit. Jesus says, I've come to bring the wind back and you must be born again as the wind blows. So the spirit needs to blow and needs to come inside of you and make you alive again. We need to be born by the wind. And yet Jesus stands up at the end of his life and talks to his disciples and he tells them in John 16, it's time for me to go. And then he tells them, it's to your advantage I go away. He says, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him. And we watch Jesus Christ, that chosen one, take on the sin, that isolation from God that we experienced in the garden, Jesus experiences on the cross. He takes that isolation and rejection for us. And then when he rose from the dead, after paying for our sin that separated us from that intimate animating presence from God, do you remember the first thing he did? John 20, 22 says, when his disciples saw him alive again, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Being saved, putting your faith in Jesus is not ultimately about having your sins forgiven. That is a means to the end. Yes, it's amazing that the cross forgives our sins, but God's purpose was to move sin out of the way so that the intimate, animating spirit of God could return. And in the book of Acts, the church is born when? When a mighty rushing wind blows upon that house and the spirit descends on his people, the intimate animating presence of God is back. How? By putting your faith in the boy who brought it, Jesus Christ. So how does true spirituality begin? It begins by putting your faith in the son. Because as Ephesians says, having believed in him, then we're marked with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. You wanna be spiritual? Come to the one who can deliver to you the spirit. You want to walk in communion with the intimate, animating presence of God? Come to the Son of God who moves sin out of the way so the Spirit could arrive in you and me. And once you put your faith in Him, now you're ready to learn what it is to walk in communion with the Spirit. And that's where we're headed in our next few sessions. But if you've never put your faith in Jesus, that's where it starts. And that's the challenge here. Do you know the Son? It's through the Son we get the Spirit. So put your faith in Him. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.